0: I feel like a lot of people have their guard up in certain situations which is like fair enough and understandable but when you're getting into relationships with people I feel like you need to bring that guard down to an extent um, and be a bit more open um, and honest about people's intentions and Um, just what you want and just what you want out of the relationship. I feel like a lot of people get in situations where they don't really communicate what they want or set out from the beginning what they want or what they're looking for and stuff and then shit hits the fan and then people are like, oh, but you didn't say this, you didn't say that. So I feel like being open and honest and just communicating. Hey guys, what's happening? Well, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Coming to a Podcast, episode 18 with your girl Melissa and your girl Vivian. And we are joined by a special guest. Sherelle, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Sherelle.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> so that's Cheryl guys. <laughs> um yeah, so <clears throat> um we're back for another episode. Um and this episode is how can we love each other better? So yeah. Thanks for listening, thanks for joining. So yeah, guys, what do you think? How do you think we can love each other better? Cheryl, what do you think?
1: Um, I would firstly say probably understanding one another.
0: Um, mm.
1: also when someone's listening to understand is listening to respond.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. A lot of us are guilty of that. Um, Viv?
2: I, I agree with Sherelle. I think, um, definitely, um, taking the time to understand people and listening to see where they're coming from, um, as well as um, accepting people for who they are and being open-minded just to the love people give you and the love that you're giving out because everybody has their own expectations of how they want to be loved and the love they want to people so because everyone has their own perspective and their own expectations of what they want love to be on how they want to receive love or how they want to give love and I think because of those expectations people that gets in people's ways ability to love each other better because people tend to have issues with oh he's not doing this or she's not doing this that that or whatever it may be because they expect to be loved a certain way, but then you're just not understanding that this person is giving you the love that they know how to give, not the love that you're expecting. And because of that, sometimes we just need to accept the love that people are giving us rather than um, be expecting this, I don't know, whatever that we're looking for in our heads to be loved a certain way. And I think, Definitely communication maybe can play a part in that because maybe you can speak to the other person and say, this is how I want to be loved. Can you try your best to accommodate this for me? Um, and I can try to accommodate my best for you to understand you. So, um, so definitely, I think maybe just understanding one another, accepting people for who they are, accepting the love people are willing to give to you and accepting the love that you're giving but also just communicating to actually bridge that gap if you feel like you are not being loved to a certain extent where to a to, to a to a degree that you want to be loved and to see if you can actually bridge that gap with that person if you speak about it yeah i
0: agree yeah yeah i agree i feel like um the whole thing of not being loved the way that you expect to be loved i think that's that's kind of how people are quite a bit like if you don't think that somebody's for example treating you the way that you want to be treated it may just be that's how they know how to treat people but I think communication is definitely a big thing like I think people some people think that they're good communicators but they're not um and I think it's it's okay to say you're like a shit communicator because not many of us are fantastic communicators um But also just to add on to that I feel like a lot of people have their guard up in certain situations which is like fair enough and understandable but when you're getting into relationships with people I feel like you need to bring that guard down to an extent um, and be a bit more open um, and honest about people's intentions and um, just what you want and just what you want out of the relationship I feel like a lot of people get in situations where they don't really communicate what they want or set out from the beginning what they want or what they're looking for and stuff and then shit hits the fan and then people are like, oh, but you didn't say this, you didn't say that. So I feel like being open and honest and just communicating um, just to add on to what you guys said. I do feel
1: like, though, that a lot of people get themselves in the situations not thinking people the fact that they're, they haven't been open, um because that is a part of it, however, I do feel like, you know, if you're going to get into a relationship with somebody, there's some element of friendship need, that needs to be there, and I feel like that's where people struggle, mm. because more more times most people are getting into something based off the sexual element that they've had, not due to the friendship that they've made, or their friendship has been made through the sexual element that's come of their situation, does that make sense? And I feel like if they, mm. if they focus more on building a friendship with that person, I feel like then there'd be more of a loyalty toward one another anyway, because you're already friends. And within that, you would have mm. then picked up what it is that the other person wants, see what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Is it a friendship that's gonna lead into a relationship, or just being friends and just hoping for something to happen?
1: Well, to be honest, like obviously, if you're looking for a relationship, I do feel like you should be telling the person that I, I am looking for a relationship. But I don't feel like you should be jumping into a relationship head on. See what I mean? Like if you meet someone today and just and you're I mean, talking to them, I understand that most times, it's like something. It's most people want to be in relationship within that the next six months. But me personally, I don't really feel like the the, the progression should be that quick. Do you see what I mean? Because that's so, when because that's when I feel like feelings and your situation start to get muddled up and then you you can't see the you can't see clearly and see the clarity between you you guys just having sex and you guys being friends, everything's now mumble-jumble.
0: So do you feel like people should just get to know each other first, properly, yeah, before getting into like a relationship? People,
1: not everyone, but I feel like the majority of people don't really know one another, which is why when shit hits mm. the man, you're shocked by the person. But if you had got mm. that, if you had taken that time out to actually try and get to know them, you wouldn't be that shocked because you'd been like, do you know what, I actually saw that when they did it. Do you know what I mean?
0: yeah I agree yeah I agree I actually agree with that quite a bit because I feel like I do feel like there should be an like you should there should be an element of friendship in your relationship like you should you should know each other um and I feel like a lot of people jump into situations where they don't really know each other yeah um and then like you said when things happen you're shocked because you're like oh oh my gosh but if you if you knew the person you wouldn't be so surprised about obviously certain things are going to shock you but yeah. yeah i agree i feel like you should know each other to an extent before jumping into anything okay so
2: if you're um that's the case then like if you're saying okay just know each other as on a friendship level then In that situation, when you um you're getting to know them, and you've got to a point where you feel like maybe like this is the person, maybe there's feelings there, there could be love there. How? Because so, how do you know then you love that person? I personally feel that love
1: comes a lot later down the line. You know, I don't think that you learn to love somebody. Uh, that within that profession yeah I do feel like you can be in love with them but I don't feel like I, I do feel like you can um, love them to a certain extent but I don't feel like you're in love with them because there's so many different um avenues and aspects that you'd have to go through before you decide that you're actually in love with someone you can fall for them but I, I feel like being having loved someone and being in love with two different things
2: Mm. So what are some of those things that you feel like?
1: Um So that like, okay, so if we go back to, you know, um feeling, I feel like the 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 element of you feeling the love. Obviously everybody the way everybody loves is different, everybody's got different love languages, you know what I mean? Um but I just feel like okay, so if I can use an example for myself of myself or see I could be speaking to somebody and things can be going well but I don't I'm not in love with them, like I look at them like, you know, my friends. Like I see them like how I would love my one of my friends, like my girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the element of being in love will come will come later on in terms of you know when they're actually in a relationship, but I feel like most people, well, not most, but the majority of people are in love per se before they've even reached a relationship.
2: Okay. And from your personal experience, how did you know you was in love?
1: Um, well, to be fair, that I feel like I've only been in love once. The only reason why I was in love was because of my first. So, I feel like that's a whole different category in itself. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously it's your first. You don't really want to. don't want to let them go because at that time, like you're thinking that you're giving yourself a damn and you know it's it's your beyond an end or. Do you know what I mean? But when I look at, but when I look back on it and I think about the situation, I wasn't actually in love. I was actually just. Doing things just to keep them there,
2: because I didn't want him to leave me, because of the fact that I felt like I gave him a lot. Hmm. And I think that happens a lot, doesn't it? Um, people maybe we we think it's love, but sometimes we don't really know. We we're deeper than when you get down the line, and years to come, you realize it actually wasn't love. There was a lot of um, fear in there or other elements that played a part that made you feel like it was love. Yeah.
1: Um
2: what do you think, Melissa? How do you know when you're in love?
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like it's been ages since I've been in love. But um, I don't know, I just feel like it's something that you can't really describe. That's what I've always thought about love. Like it's not something you can say like, oh I'm like I just feel like you know when you know. Um but I do feel like things come with it because for example, like, I don't know, like seeing yourself with them in the future, um, thinking about them on a regular basis, like wanting to tell them like good news and stuff. I feel like those kind of stuff comes with being in love, Um, but I can't really put put, like a description on it. But um, I do agree with what Cheryl said. I feel like some people sometimes think that they're in love or get into situations because they think they're in love and then because I personally feel like you have to go through certain situations with people before you get into a relationship with them um but then again I also believe that like you can know somebody for so long and still not truly know them um but I do think that certain you should see them when they're happy angry sad like frustrated I feel like there's certain emotions you should see somebody and before you know, you decide to spend the rest of your life with them because you need to know, like, can you deal with this person when they're like this and stuff? And all of that comes with love. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
2: No, and I agree with what you both have said and also what you said when you say sometimes you just, love is a feeling and it's just like an emotion. Isn't it? So sometimes you don't really know how to describe it, but you just kind of, you yeah. know. I yeah. think... The most one I can tell is that um, your your behaviour changes in some way. Have you ever seen someone, you're like, they're so in love. Mm. <laughs> you can just tell. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you can just tell by just how they are and how they carry themselves. And there's just something that changes within the people. And you can just see that there's something in their face and just who they are. There's like this glow about them. You can already... Maybe it's that's mostly, you can tell that from the start, really early on. Mm. The more they, more in that relationship, it kind of settles down a little bit more because there may be things start to come in, loads of things that happen within relationships start to come into play. But I feel like um, a lot of things, you, pay, you can't really know when someone's enough. but I feel like a lot of times it's just what they're willing to do that for that person and how much they're willing to, I don't know, to be in that situation because sometimes, you know, like when people are in love, they just, they spend so much time with that person, especially because now we're young. It, we're young. We're not going to be like moving in straight away with the partners. And it's like when you don't really see your friends. But sometimes that could be like some, really liking someone, just having feelings for them. So maybe the two could be confused in some way for some people. But um, I feel like also sometimes you can tell when people um how keep taking people back even though when people are treating them like rubbish um but then do you think that's love though if someone is continuously like you know like what we see in situations when you feel like you've seen like people and they're saying ah I've done this because of love do you think that's love or do you think they just think that's their type of love and that's good enough for them
0: people that's done things or people they're that are accepting they're not, things yeah yeah
2: it, yeah it could be a bit of both so you could be like people that are doing certain things or people that keep accepting things and just putting the excuse that oh i done that because of love i took him back because of love or this was this do you think is that's what they know as love or is yeah, can yeah. love really make you stay in the thing is, yeah, like if you want
1: to you can either dissect, dissect it, or you can just say that um it comes down to people's insecurities. However, I do also feel like it comes down to what the person has also been through in life. So, if, for example, you've got somebody who um all they saw was you know people leaving them, and or you know, for example, like their I don't know, like their mum was leaving them and going out or whatever yeah but then like the mum will come back and be like oh yeah like I've left you here because I've left, I love you in a relationship because the man's doing the same thing you know the person's probably going to think oh well this is how you're supposed to love because that's what they do up knowing you see what I mean or it could literally come down to the person insecurity and in the sense of they just don't want to be left and that's why they're taking them back or they can't see themselves as anybody else and that's why they keep taking the person back I do feel like then when somebody's constantly taking somebody back, knowing that, you know, what they're doing, the way the person's treating them is wrong, I do feel that that there's an element within that um, the person's not secure enough within themselves or by themselves. Yeah.
2: So from what I take from that, so generally from... What you've seen in life, Sherelle, and just what we see and hear in the media and stuff, do you think as people, people know how to give love and take love properly?
1: Um, I feel like people know how to take love more than they do give. I feel like the majority of society know how to take than give.
2: Okay, why do you say that?
1: The reason why I say that is because, like, you hear a lot of stories of, you know, where, you know, they'll say they've, they've done this for this person for that person, and, you know, they're taken. Or even, like, in just friendship. Do you know what I mean? I feel like um, everybody, I don't want to say everybody, the majority of people looking out for themselves. Basically. And I feel like in society, if you, if, someone's gonna give you something because they're in pay with it. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. But if someone keeps if if that's what they're doing and and, you know, you can see that it's an easy opportunity for you to be it and be will Same with relationships, if someone's like if a guy's like completely cheating on you, I feel like there's a part of the element it where it's like, okay, you know what like he is wrong? But you're allowing him to do it or her to do it. You see what I mean? Because you keep taking them back, so you're basically showing that it's okay for them to do whatever they're doing and still come back to you. Even though you know that it's wrong. And I feel like, that, unfortunately, that's how the majority of society is nowadays. Even if it's got the cheating aspect, obviously cheating is just an example. Um, yeah, cheating is just an example, but I do feel like with anything, even if it's like money,
2: presents, gifts, whatever it is, most people take them. Yeah, Lisa, so what do you think? Do you think people know how to give and take love properly?
0: Um, I pretty much agree with what Sherelle said. To be honest, I feel like I actually feel like people struggle with giving as well. Like people don't really know how to show their love sometimes. Like they might they might know that they love someone, but they might not necessarily know how to show it to the person. Um, But I do definitely think it is easier to take or receive. Um, Like what Cheryl said, like, if somebody's going to keep, for example, with cheating, if you know you're going to keep getting taken back, you're going to keep doing it. Um, So I, I definitely agree with that in that aspect. But in terms of giving, like what Cheryl said about the love languages, like I feel like sometimes you just know how to give, Like, you just know how to give from your point of view, but you don't know how to give from the other person's point of view. Um, So they might want to receive it in another way that you're trying to give it. And you're not hearing that because this is the way that you know how to give it. So you're not really, not like you're not hearing it, but you just don't know what to do. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it is easier to take or to receive, but I do feel like it is people do struggle with giving as well
1: yeah Um,
2: for me I think um, I don't know which one is easier for people but I think they both have their difficulties because sometimes people tend to to give and take love out of need, rather than out of actual love. Um, so rather, it's like, a, like a, you know, like like a, a false screen of love, like a projection, a fake pro- projection of love, rather than them giving love from like um, a good place or like a place where. It's coming from a place where it's literally, like, coming... I don't want to say selfless, but I don't know how to put it. But, like, some people love because of what they're gaining from it rather than what than just being in the moment, rather than just experiencing the love. Some people are loving to say, what am I going to get for loving this person? What are they giving me in return? Um. And sometimes there's this give and take, give and take and give and take when it comes to love. Whereas I don't think it should be like that. Um, But then some people will say, well, if I'm giving and they're not giving, then what's the point of me not giving? What's the point of me giving if I'm not getting anything back? And then if the other person, if you feel like you're not getting something back, then there's this, obviously there's already a, a, a gap already between the parties involved in a way that, you feel like, obviously, there's give and take, give and take? And we know that's how life works. A lot of times, a lot of situations in life, there's always this give and take thing going on between people. Um, so if we've heard that saying, um, it has to be, like, love has to be 50-50. And I think I saw something the other day. I, it should, the person was like, it's not really that. Love should be 100-100. Like, why does it have to be 50-50? Why do we always feel like you have to give 50 and I've got to give 50? Why are you not giving your 100%? Because you feel like the person might not give or take or whatever. It's all a little bit messed up in a way that some people are just loving out of whatever I need. They're loving out of desperation. They're loving out of, um, I don't know, just out of greed, Some people are loving for the wrong reasons and some people are giving love for the reasons because some people could be giving love for the fact that they want to control someone. They're narcissists. They want to ruin your life. It could be anything. So people sometimes give and take love for the wrong reasons. And I think that literally just comes down to the person and where their love is coming from, whether it's coming from the heart or whether it's coming from the mind. I'm just going to separate it as the two because they say everything should come from the heart. But um, (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like... And I I guess like what Sherelle said earlier, like some people just, maybe the way they were brought up, they they grew up in households where they didn't really see love. And we see a lot of, especially a lot of people from like our generation and generation before and the generation growing up now a lot of them come from single households. So they don't really know that they haven't seen that in front of them. So some people just, even at our age, a lot of people haven't been loved right. And it's a hard like it's hard, it's a hard, hard a thing to take. And the truth is that some people just haven't been loved right. And as for that reason, they don't know how to give love and they don't know how to take love. But I don't know. Some people are just loving and giving love for the wrong reasons, I think. But if you don't know that you're doing that, then you can't or you can't love other people better. Because if you don't know that your love is coming from a tainted place and it's coming from a dark place rather than a warmth and a light place, then what's the point? Who wants dark love? Nobody wants that. And that's what some people are giving.
0: Um I agree to an extent, but I feel like love, love is an emotion and Love is like, it's technically like a happy emotion. So if you're doing it to ruin someone's life or to, with bad intention, I don't really feel like that's love. Like, I feel like that may be the things that come with love. um, Like some people can love someone but can control them, like be really controlling. Um, But if you if you say that you love someone and want to ruin their life, I don't see how that's love at all. Like, I don't see how you can love somebody at all if those are your intentions. If it's a case of you don't know how to love somebody and you just react because you've, I don't know, been brought up a certain way or you've experienced certain things and this is just the way that you show love because of your past experiences, that's different. But if you set out to hurt somebody because you love them, I don't think those that connects at all, to be honest.
2: But just like you said, love is a joyful emotion everything has a dark side to it just like the yin yeah, and yang that's,
0: that's why I said I feel like the things that come with love um because I can't feel happy and feel dark in the happiness like I can feel happy and sad at the same time um so I can feel I can love somebody but still yeah like I can still love somebody but dislike them um but I wouldn't still set out to hurt them because I dislike them um but it
2: ha- yeah but what I mean it happens all the time just like there's a dark side to everything. The light can't function without that darkness. That's how everything works. I,
0: no, I agree with that, but I don't see what intentions you could... I don't see how you could love somebody and intend to want to ruin their life. I feel like the emotions that come with love can make you do that. Like, for example, then people that do madness, like, key people's cars and stuff. Like, you can love them... But the emotion that comes with the love is like hurt or pain or whatever and that makes you react. But to say you love somebody and want to hurt them and want to ruin their life, I don't I don't see how that can come from love. I feel like that probably comes from pain or hurt that that person may have caused you. Yeah, I get what you're
1: saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Melissa. I was going to say that that's not love at all if you if you're intending to set out to hurt something from, from the get-go, then that's not love. Or we are just doing it out of material gain, that's still not love. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand, like you said, um, that people love for different reasons um, and and people have different intentions. But if your intention isn't mainly because you want the other person to love you back, then it's not love. Any other gain from that, it's not love. That's, that's my opinion. Do you know what I mean? If you're loving somebody just because they're giving, they're paying your bills, or they're giving you money, or you know they've bought you the latest car, or just because they have money, or you know, there's opportunities that come with the person that wouldn't come with them if you never had them around. Then I personally don't see that as love because we're literally just there to gain yourself. Mm. Yeah,
0: but
2: yeah. well, we we see it all the time. When there's situations where people are just doing a madness and they say it's love. But I do, I see where Melissa's coming from when she says that maybe it's other things that come from it with the pain, but like, or like anger that could be part of love. But me, I don't know because <laughs> everyone's love's different. Because those people that say it's love, that's that type of love, maybe. You don't know because everyone could just see love different.
0: Yeah, everybody interprets love differently, but I think when you when you look at the you know definition of love or whatever, like it's not to cause pain, it's not to inflict pain. Um and like I get obviously because we're humans and we do so there shouldn't be any
1: conditions of love, like you should be able to love unconditionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and like obviously because we all do we've all had different um prop like past and upbringings and stuff so it makes us uh love differently and just the way we think like we all interpret things differently so that's understandable but I think we can all kind of agree that love shouldn't be causing it come it's an effect of love because people do certain things out of love and you know shit just gets messy and stuff but love shouldn't be negative it shouldn't feel like a negative and I feel like sometimes when it does start to feel like a negative that's maybe when you should kind of remove yourself from the situation uh whether it, whether it be relationships or friendships when you feel like I love this person but it's becoming toxic or I love this person but it's becoming hateful or like I love this person but they're hurting me you know that's when I feel like you need to but then then what we said earlier, a lot of people do things and say it's out of love. Like they take people back after cheating because they love them or, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else.
2: Okay, so Sherelle, you just mentioned that we have, we have to love unconditionally. So what do you think that are the two differences then between unconditional and conditional love?
1: Um, unconditionally, would be there's no limit to the way that you, like the, love you know I mean conditionally would be um like I said previously you know if you're loving somebody solely because you can gain something from that person like when you're going into a relationship per se um yeah when you're going into a relationship per se um and you're looking at the qualities in um the person that you want to be with I don't feel like you should, unless you're trying to gain from what it is that they have, you wouldn't be looking at what it is that they do. See what I mean? And I feel like that's where, you know, from the beginning, that's where you then, know, like, see whether you've got the condition and you love somebody unconditionally. Because me, if I take, use myself as an example, like when I'm talking to somebody, I don't look at what they have because from the get-go I'm looking at it like what you have is not mine. You see what I mean? Because Whatever you have will always leave with you. You see what I mean? But that's just how I look at it. And this is why I feel like with me, that's why I can love unconditionally. Whereas obviously, you know, you see it every day. Like there's somebody that drives in this nice car and all of a sudden the girl loves them or, or the guy loves her. Do you know what I mean? Or like, whoever you love. But, um, yeah, like you see it all the time. Um, so yeah, I just feel like, um, when it comes down to loving somebody unconditionally. I feel like there shouldn't be a limit to what it is. And it wouldn't be to tap because of the fact that you love them so much. You would just do anything anyway. Does that make sense?
2: Okay. Melissa, what do you think the difference is?
0: I feel like unconditional, um for me is like I love you no matter what and for me that's not I'm not running with that because you can't do anything for me and me take you back and me love you like the love will eventually fade like you can't do a madness to me and I still love you unconditionally absolutely not so for me like love is conditional when it comes to relationships uh conditional I feel like is we get to know each other and things happen and I love you conditionally because you could do anything at any moment for me to not love you anymore. Um, For example, like conditional love for me is like maybe like family or certain family members or like um, child, like children and stuff. Like I'm not saying everybody feels that way, but to me, like for example, the love for my mom is is unconditional. Like there's only so much, I don't think my mom could do anything for me to not love her anymore. So for me, that's not, that's unconditional. Whereas a man, that's not unconditional. I don't. I don't. For me, that's not because, um, like I said, for me, it's like no matter what, and <laughs> there's a lot of things guys can do to make you not love them anymore. To me, anyway. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: because because um, when Cheryl was speaking when she said she said something that basically with love you have to just kind of basically say I'm I'm just gonna do whatever um, because I love you something along those lines, but um, I think. Like Melissa, what you clarified is that maybe for family and friends, because some people will love their partners unconditionally. Though they don't care, they will yeah. be like, "I'm gonna do whatever it takes for you, and I'm always gonna be there for you. I'm always gonna, you're always gonna be my number one, etc." Yeah, and I think that can be quite dangerous in intimate relationships because you can dig yourself a hole and give yourself to someone so much because it's like i love you there's no condition there's nothing that's there it's because it's limitless whereas obviously like i feel like with like intimate relationships um they are based on some conditions because you need to be able to to know what you can and what you ca- cannot accept you need to know what's negotiable and what the non-negotiables are you need to know where you draw the line um uh, because some people will take the piss um mm. So like this lady, this book I'm reading, we're going to have this lady on anyway in a, in a few weeks or so. That's her book. And she's, um, I'm like making my way through it at the moment. And what she said, she was like, unconditional and conditional love affects how someone's approach to life and how this shapes who they are and influences that relationships. Unconditional love is when someone is showing love for simply who they are, regardless of what they do or haven't done. I love you and nothing else you will ever do will ever change that. And conditional love is often linked to performance and behavior, apparently. This could be living up to people's expectations to please them. Um, Then they will show us love. This She says that love is withheld and can become a weapon. Love is given depending on certain conditions. That's what she said conditional love is. So, So she puts there that it's obviously... Performance and behavior linked to people's expectations. Um, Then they'll show us love, and then love can be withheld and become a a weapon depending on certain conditions. So that's what she said. Conditional love is. Um, What do you think? Would you like to take on that? How she compares the two. I
1: understand. I, I do understand the two variants, but then. At the same time, I do feel like it comes down to everybody's individual way of how way of how they want to look at it. So when I said unconditioned, like, obviously, like I love unconditionally, me, and I said there's obviously, um, it's limitless. I didn't mean it in the sense that I'm, I'm going to take all the bullshit. There's going to be boundaries. You see what I mean? Like, it comes to a point where in the relationship, you're going to have to say to yourself, you know what, no, like, this is enough. Do you know what I mean? Um... But like I said, it comes down to the individual person. Like obviously, if you're, if you're doing, if you're loving me correctly, then yes, I am going to love you unconditionally, but obviously when you mess up, i.e. cheating, I um, I feel like that's one of the different aspects is thrown into this. Now it's not just, it's not just you and him now. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole different element that's now been thrown into the mix of the relationship. And now you have to figure out, okay, like where did it go wrong? You see what I mean? yeah I
0: agree um the way I see it is just like I can't love you unconditionally because like I said I know I get what Sherelle's saying but I just feel like unconditionally comes with like I said no matter what like the way I look at it yeah for example like when we was going to uni yeah like when you get an unconditional offer that means like no matter what grades you get you're getting in Whereas with conditional offer, you have to get certain grades to get in and that. So the way I'm looking at it is like, if I give you unconditional love, you can do whatever you want and I'm still going to love you. And whereas with conditional, you have to do certain things for me to not love you anymore. And obviously that love is not going to turn off straight away, but it will eventually go. But I do agree with what Sherelle said. Like, it just depends on how you view it and how you how you look at certain things, because if you're the type of person that is like, I'm going to love you unconditionally until you fuck up or until you show me why I shouldn't love you anymore. That's also some, how some people can view it. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. So I just feel like, yeah, what Cheryl said, basically, like it just depends on how you view it, really. OK. Um,
2: so what's your take on that saying? Um. You can't love other people if you don't love yourself. What's your take on that, Melissa?
0: I agree. You agree? Yeah, I feel like you have to love, like you have to love yourself before you can give love to other people.
1: Why do you say that?
0: Because how can you give love to someone if you don't love yourself? I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that.
2: Okay, Sherelle, what's your take? Um,
1: To some extent, because I feel like sometimes the love that you should be putting into yourself is the love that you're giving other people. But if we're talking about, that's if we're talking about love in general. But if we're talking about love in relationships, and therefore, it's a different type of love. Because it's more of a committed love. Then yes, I don't feel that you can love somebody. You can love someone unless until you love yourself. Because in order for you to love somebody else in a relationship, you need to understand yourself completely. Understand, um, you know what your your um the aspects of yourself that are good and bad. Do you know what I mean? You need to know what, what how the other person is going to view you. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't know that about yourself and you can't really give yourself to somebody else because you're going in there um, basically blind. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Do you know what? I've spoken to someone and they've said that they don't believe in that. They think that you don't have to love yourself for you to love someone else. Um, and... I was like, I don't know how that would work. And they said that they've done it loads of times and it's always worked for them. But what I realized is that what they tend to do is they tend to give so much to that person that they'll always end up being so hurt and coming across as very desperate and very needy. They said that they're happy as long as they make that person happy and then they love that person, it doesn't matter about them. Then I was like, um, for me personally, you cannot love other people if you don't love yourself for the, for the reason that the person will feel that you don't love them. People can tell when you don't love yourself. And that's very difficult for someone in that situation you can't expect somebody to be dealing with a person who don't love themselves because at the end of the day, you're going to cause that person so much stress because they're just going to having to, they're going to be doing so much for you on their end to boost you as a person, because those people who don't love themselves, they're miserable to be around. Like, no for real that 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 you just who what's for real it's like come on like because you're expecting someone else don't get me wrong there's some people who like people who don't love themselves and there's some people that are happy to be with those people but for a lot of people I'm sure no one wants to be there dealing with someone who just don't love themselves and and it's uh, it's just it's just I feel like it's it doesn't help the other person within that relationship because I feel from my perspective, then that means like that relationship, you're not giving your hundred to that person if you don't love yourself. Um that's what I think anyway, but hey ho. Um
0: I agree. Yeah. I feel like you have to you have to know what you want, know what you value, know what you don't want. Um, because I feel like if you don't love yourself or know yourself, you're more likely to just accept what the person's giving you or telling you without looking within yourself and being like, is this something that I really want? Or is this something that I really want to deal with? Um, and I feel like people that don't love themselves, um, I wouldn't go as far as saying they're miserable, but I would say that they're just very just it's like certain things can't make like things can't make them happy. Um, Nothing's ever good. Yeah. And I find and I find that those types of people throw themselves into relationships as well yeah. because they seek a happiness from relationships yeah. uh that they can't get alone. Um, and I do feel like obviously there is a different level of happiness that you're gonna get from a relationship that you can't provide for yourself. But you should be able to provide a level of happiness alone by yourself without needing somebody else to have to provide that for you. Um, and, I, and I do find, obviously, there's people that do love themselves and, you know, still want to throw themselves in relationships 100%. But I just find that the people who don't love themselves as much tend to throw themselves in relationships a bit more.
2: Because that they're looking for a void that's missing within them to be filled. Yeah. But yeah. feel like that person coming into their life is going to provide them with that love that they don't have for themselves. Again, like what I was saying earlier, loving out of need, you're loving to fill a void mm-hmm. rather than loving to just be in the moment, be experiencing that love with that person. Um, and also when you talk about how can we love each other better, i feel like you have to know how you make the other person feel like mm. and how they feel with that within that relationship um but then sometimes you could say you love someone but sometimes people can you can make people feel like like shit mm. <laughs> even though you love them so how can it's i think that as well is important how you make the other person feel with that that within that relationship and i think that normally that's when relationships are a little bit wobbly because some people they don't know how they're making the other person feel within that relationship um even though they have love for them but I think that's um that comes to communication and your behavior and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but that just comes from you need to be self-aware but then like I said I always say like you can't know everything and sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're putting across to somebody else might be interpreted something completely different but um,
1: See my thinking is um if you don't love yourself then how can anybody love you? Mm-hmm. Because what you put out is what they can give and they can only be even if you know, someone could be sitting there with you and until they're black and blue in their face and then you're be beautiful. If you don't feel that way, then you're mm. just wasting their time. Do you see what I mean? If I can sit here and say I'm not pretty and the guy's telling me, you know, you are pretty, babe. Every single day, you mess with me, good morning, beautiful. You know, but I'm sitting there feeling like, shit, oh, you're lying. Do you know what I mean? Stop saying it just to make me feel better. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't make any sense. And this is why you need to be able to love yourself first before you fully commit to somebody. Because really things like that, for example, wouldn't be happening if you did. Do you know what I mean?
0: I um, Agreed. Yeah.
2: Because there's a lot of insecurities that come from the situation. Yeah. Um, if, 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 you're, if you obviously don't love yourself. So um, I've got a quote here from Rumi. It says here, Our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself and that you have built against it. So, Sherelle, what do you think some more, like the barriers that people build up against love because i think that's normally the thing that people have that stops people from loving each other better because they've built up these barriers against love so what do you think some of those are
1: everyone's barriers are different because it depends on what they've all been through in life and obviously everybody's had different walks in life um you know, you've got your general barriers where it could just be, you know, um, somebody has been used before, so they so they put up that barrier of, you know, they don't want to be used, do you know what I mean? They put up the the tough exterior and really deep down inside, they're actually very um, tender and sweet, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, you see it um, in guys where, like, you know, somebody's probably hurt them, so they put up the exterior that they're really angry um, and, you know, nothing can hurt them and really inside they're burning, do you know what I mean? Or, you've got guys that some guys think that some women want them for the money that they don't have but shit like that you know what I mean um but I do feel like it comes down to the individual person um and their own barriers like I can say that some of the barriers that I might put up is that I know that I am a giver so I won't um well I've learned I would say I've learned to not give um so early on in the in a situation that i may be in simply because of the fact that i know what has got me in in the past do you know what i mean yeah All right then melissa
0: um i agree i feel like everybody's barriers are different completely different you can't put a pinpoint on it but i do feel like some of the main things is like trust like not being able to trust people um and yeah not wanting to be like taking advantage of like what cheryl said like she knows she's a giver so she doesn't want to be she knows what she's like so she doesn't want to be taken advantage of um and a lot of people are like that a lot of people know that when they when they like somebody or when they're in love they tend to give not even like not in a like physical way but give in terms of themselves like Helping out, or you know, advice, or whatever it may be. Um, but it might not be reciprocated, or whatever. So, people tend to hold back a bit. And that's why I said at the beginning like, um, a lot of people have their guards up. A lot of people don't want to get hurt. A lot of people don't want to admit that they've been hurt and stuff. So, I feel like you can't really say what the barriers are, but I do feel like a lot of people just, for me, the main things probably are like trust, not being able to trust people um and not being not wanting to be taken advantage of um and yeah like same thing really but not wanting to be used as well i feel like that comes under that
1: yeah
2: yeah i agree with the both of you. the main thing
1: for me for me,
2: the most people were for me it's just people don't want to be heartbroken because no. heartbreak hurts like, and that's literally the main thing. Like, you don't want to get your heart broken because it's something that really hurts. And if someone's ever been heartbroken, you know when you're in that place, it's not a nice place to be in. But after you have been hurt before and you've been heartbroken, you just kind of, when you come out of that, obviously you've experienced that and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, was that, some people deal with it for months, for some people weeks, some people for years. So it's different for everybody. I think, especially when it's your first heartbreak, I think that's the worst one. Because the worst one is, like, it hits you, slaps you in the face so hard. You're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this a slap that could be this hard before. Like, it's, it slaps you so hard. Mm. So I think, um, like, that heartbreak and the feeling that you feel, is like, it's not just, like, emotionally. It's, it's physically as well. You feel it in every single way. And I think that's painful for a lot of people because people just, you don't know, like, your head is scrambled, like and you're just thinking how did this even happen and I think but obviously they say that the more heartbreaks that you go through the easier it gets <laughs> because after you've been through the first one it's like, okay I've been through it now but I think that, <laughs> that's the main one the fact that people are scared not to be hard
0: not me boy I'm
2: not what trying to mean- go
0: through bare heartbreaks to to make it be easier it's okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> But how are, you, how are you gonna get through how are you gonna be able to open yourself up to love because there could be a possibility that your heart might get broken
0: it might yeah, be a sm- but me I'm not setting out. if it happens it happens I'm not setting out to to be heartbroken to deal just to deal with it if it happens it happens of course but yeah I don't I don't think I need to go through 10 heartbreaks to to be dealing because I feel like every heartbreak will be different because every person is different and every situation will be different so I don't really feel like you, it will be the same each time. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, but if that's what people think, then obviously that's what people think. But for me, every situation is different. So I don't see how it could be any easier.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been with three more than one heartbreak. So I don't know. But um, other things as well, like maybe I think, like for example, if you've been a like a person who's maybe experienced like um, cheating, Or domestic violence, those are things that could put a barrier um, when it comes to people, because then you have a lack... you don't never you never believe you never believe what people are saying to you. You never actually believe where people are coming from. And like it could be like, for example, if it's domestic violence, some people feel like they can't express themselves properly because Mm. They're scared that someone's gonna put their hands on them if they voice their opinion or they do anything. They feel like that person's gonna come for them. They just know they're just so scared to be able to express themselves. And I think maybe one of the barriers to love could be people's inability to be who they are in a situation because of fear of whatever it may be. Mm. And I feel like once you maybe you're able to, you feel like you're able to be yourself in a situation that's when you can be open to love. Because if you're not yourself in a situation, how can you receive love? If you're masking certain things, you're hiding certain things. Um, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree um, with that. I feel like a lot of people are not 100% themselves. Um, and, and it just links back to what I was saying before about being open and honest. A lot of people hide, um, not hide who they are, but they hide certain feelings because of they're worried about being judged or... Um, not even just being judged, but oh, like what is the person gonna say or how are they gonna react? Because in the past, when I said this to this person, they reacted this way. So, a lot of people have that feeling in their mind.
2: I think it's just being like some people are just emotionally unavailable as well. Mm. That's another barrier for um for people because you you could just be like, oh, you know what like you're there but you're not giving that person your your feelings your emotion you're not letting them in mm. and I think that could be a that's a barrier a lot of people experience because we see all the time you be like oh he they're not letting me in why they're not letting me in and some people are just not ready to let you in for whatever reason it may be but mm. I think one of the main ones is the emotional availability one because you could be sleeping with someone and then you just feel like, "Wow, you're not giving me nothing. <laughs> like, you're not giving me nothing." So I think the emotional um availability one is um
0: yeah, definitely
2: one.
0: I feel like that emotional availability is an interesting one because I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. Um, it's something that's not at the forefront of your mind. Um, And like what Sherelle said at the beginning, a lot of people just get into situations based off, like, sexual attraction and stuff. Um, And then once you've, you know, possibly had sex or whatever, that's when you're like, I don't really know this person or this person doesn't really know me and you're not really communicating or whatever. Um, And a lot of people can't acknowledge... I think it's all about self-awareness, but a lot of people can't acknowledge that... um, they are emotionally unavailable or that maybe they don't know how to demonstrate or uh yeah basically they don't know how to show their emotions Like uh, they don't know when to show that they really care about someone they don't know how to show somebody that they're in love um so emotional availability is a big barrier because a lot of people don't know it of themselves a lot of people don't know
1: that they're emotionally unavailable but they're looking for emotional availability from other people. Mm. And that's the issue that we tend to see a lot. Do you know what I mean? Um, I feel like, and you see it a lot within um, um, male and female relationships where, you know... Um, the guy tends to be very um emotionally unstable and you're trying to get it out of him a lot, do you know what I mean? And he's not giving you anything. And you're trying your hardest to try and find out what it is that you're just not getting nothing. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Why do you think, because Melissa mentioned that it's not at the forefront of people's minds, why do you feel that maybe it's not at the forefront of people's minds to be emotionally available? available?
1: Because I feel that people, society now feels like they can make up with it for materialistic things, and that's not, that's not how it works. I feel that people now tend to buy love. Not all, but majority of people buy people's love or try to buy people's and that's why emotional availability isn't there because they're, they feel like they're there in other ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see it in like, marriages where husbands aren't there but the women get in a bag and she's fine.
2: Do you know
1: what
2: I mean? So, <laughs> I don't know how someone's love language can be gifts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All that shit, I don't... <laughs> it
1: doesn't make any sense. that well, like, you, know, like, you know that he's away from you for so long. You know that he's cheating on you or vice versa. And, you know... Um, but the fact like, that you get flowers at the door and you're like, oh, it's fine. Like, no, it's not fine. But obviously, at the end of the day, it's what what situations people choose to be in. At the end of the day, right? You know I mean?
0: Yeah. When I um when I initially said that it's not at the forefront of people's mind, I actually meant that people knowing that they're not emotionally available is not at the forefront of their mind. Um, but I just to round it all together, I do feel like. Is something that people may not especially guys I feel like it's just not something that they probably deal with or know how to deal with um so they don't like shirasa they do other things to show maybe that they care about you which could be things like material things um and with women I feel like the same thing what are basically like some people not even just to say it's their love language but some people are like oh well you know, like he must have done this. Like he must care about me if he's done this. Like he, like that's kind of how people might see things. um But I just think we're not really taught like how to deal with our emotions. To be honest, like we're not really taught like you know when you are happy do this, or when you are sad do this, or when you are angry do this. Like we're not really showed that. So you can understand why people. And this is a generation where you know social media is you know very prominent in in society and. Um, it's just it's just a lot to deal with I guess so I can understand why people are not emotionally available but like Cheryl said a lot of people want it but they're not giving it so that can cause issues in itself as well
2: so is that so do you think with love then comes a lot of selfishness selfishnessness
0: I don't think so um I just think you have to know that you truly love someone and and I feel like when you do truly love someone, it's not selfish at all. Um, in fact, I, pro- I think it's probably more selfless. Um, if if you're maybe getting up to them stages and you're not sure how you feel about somebody or whatever, or you're not sure how you feel about how what your emotions are doing and what they're telling you, and what your mind is telling you and stuff, then maybe. But I feel like when you're in love with someone, I don't feel like you're selfish. I mean, I don't feel like I am, but I don't know what other, what other people think.
1: No, yeah, yeah, I agree that. Yes, when you're in love, it's more selfless than selfish. Um for me personally, Um, I am quite, I'm very selfish when really, it comes down to it. Um, I do feel like that as a society, um, especially in the UK, where well, i from, Um, I feel like in the UK, I do feel like social media pay, pay, a lot of influence on, um, our generation in terms of how we view relationships, how we view, um, situations, and even like, I saw a tweet the other day about, um, basically talking about modern day prostitution, um, and basically saying that it was okay, kind of thing. And it was kind of just like, it's, it's really not, because if you're receiving something, just, if you're Giving out your pooch for material gain—if you want to do that, that's up to you. But that is still some form of prostitution. See what I mean? Mm.
2: So, uh, I agree with both of you. I feel like, um, yeah, love is quite, it's more selflessness than selfishness. But when I uh, asked that question, is because Melissa, you mentioned that some people want it but don't want to give it. So. That's where I was coming from. When you're saying if people want it, don't want to give it, so isn't that a bit I meant, of selfish?
0: I meant that more in terms of emotional availability, um, okay. and that's why I was saying it's not at the forefront of people's mind. I don't think a lot of people know that they're not emotionally available. Um, so I don't think it's selfish. It's selfish, no, because I could, I don't, I might not know that I'm emotionally unavailable. But I might want my the person I'm seeing to open up to me, but I'm not realising that I'm not opening up to him. And that doesn't mean I'm selfish. That just means I haven't really acknowledged it. I'm not aware of that. So, no, I don't think it's selfish.
2: Okay. And just touching on, Sherelle, your modern-day prostitution situation. <laughs> so, do you think, like, I know that touches on, like, the gifts thing that you were saying, like, oh, if someone's paying for your bills, if someone's giving you gifts... That's love. So, do you think maybe like our generation's view of love or our interpretation of love um, is what some, what, backwards, tainted, a bit wobbly?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like it's tainted. And I definitely feel like a, a lot of people think that, you know, money is the be all and end all when it comes down to relationships. Like, you know, he. You know, he can't love me if he hasn't brought me this. Even it comes down to like flowers, you know, like, he has, like, girls would be like, oh, he hasn't brought me flowers, but he doesn't love me. And it's just like, okay, fair enough. But it doesn't mean that somebody has to buy something for you in order for them to love you. They can love you in other ways. Do you know what I mean? That somebody can be there for you emotionally. And that's just how that, that they share that their, their love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I don't I don't think I do feel like it's a bit tainted, but I feel like people on social media like cap so much, like they don't even believe half the shit they're saying. So I feel like social media people put out things that they know is really untrue and know that it's not something that they're even gonna deal with. However, I feel like people know what love is and I feel like people know when they're in love. And when it comes people fall in love with niggas that ain't even got shit. So if you're coming to now say like, oh, he needs to buy me this and he ain't buying you shit and you're still in love with him. So I feel like a lot of people do say things on Twitter and Instagram and stuff to to put out, you know, but deep down, when you're in love with someone, more time you ain't thinking about what they're buying you, like deep down. You're not like, I'm sure we can all think of a situation where somebody, we've been in love with somebody and they ain't got our shit and we still love them. (laughs) So... (laughs) So I don't feel like people on Twitter cap. So I just feel like yes, it is tainted from what people are putting out there. But deep down, we all know what love is, in it, and we all know when we're in love. And nine times out of ten, from my experience, not even nine times out of ten, most of, all of the time, when I've been in love with somebody, when I felt like I really, really care about somebody, they're not showering me with bare gifts. It's 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 that emotional connection that's made me fall in love with them nothing to do with gifts and deep down people know that, especially women, because we love hard when we love. So if you're saying that men are, are buying you shoes and bag and, and paying bills and all of this and you don't love him or you you think you love him because of that, deep down you know it's not love because more time a lot of these women have guys on the side, not saying that they all do, but more time a lot of women have guys on the side that, that are doing nothing for them and they're, still, they're mad in love with them. So... I just think when it comes to social media, it is a bit tainted, I must admit. But deep down, it's not, that's not really what they're experiencing.
2: Yeah. I do feel like what you said, um, when you said women, I feel like men love just as hard as women do. But um, when it's many women have never really found a man that really, really, truly loves them. Because I feel like when a man really loves you, that's it. There's no going back. Um, that's why I feel like. I feel like men and women love just as hard as each other. I say um, that, but then... <clears throat> I don't know about
1: that I, Yeah, because I feel that sometimes you can find a guy that does truly love you, right? However, he could be scared of the love that he has for you and decide to pull away. And I've seen mm. that happen. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you're left feeling like, you're the one that's doing something wrong when actually um it's it's actually him. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so you feel like a lot of men are scared of commitment sometimes. Yeah, and just I definitely run away. feel
1: like men are scared of commitment. I definitely feel that like men not all men, but some men are definitely scared of commitment. I don't know what it not? is so about it that scares them, but there's definitely some a level of um commitment
2: issues that some men do have <sighs> hmm. don't know. Melissa why did you say you don't know about that when I said I think like men and women love is hard
0: because uh, what Cheryl said like I feel like pe- some guys not all of them obviously but some guys are afraid of um not even just commitment I just feel like facing their front and and facing that they actually love you. Like, obviously, there are some guys that are completely 100% love hard. But if we look at the ratio from men to women, I feel like women love hard. Like, it's, it's it's demonstrated that women are more in touch with their feelings. That's what I think. I don't think that's a lie. I don't think that's that's false. I think it's just what we see. And I'm not saying there's not guys out there that's not in touch with their feelings or don't love their women hard, because I've seen it with my own eyes. But if we're looking at a ratio and we're looking at majority to minority women are the majority and men are the minority.
2: Is this where it comes in? Because I know we're always talking about um, vulnerability. Do you feel like then to be able to love each other better, do we need to be vulnerable with each other then?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I do.
1: I do feel like there has to be levels of vulnerability because if you're you're always keeping up a hard experience then you're not going to be able to let the person in. But the problem is people are scared of being or showing themselves as vulnerable because they feel that they're going to be taken advantage of by the other person. And this is why I go back to saying, like, at the beginning, like, you should learn to become that person's friend first because once you become friends, you tend to let that guard down naturally because you're becoming friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because that way I feel like I said this and um, on the episode that we spoke about men and women being friends. I said that when you are friends with the opposite sex, you're not trying to put your best foot forward. You're just being yourself. You're not trying to impress them in that way, you actually get to know the person for who they are, rather than <laughs> trying to be like, oh, like, all oh, good, then when everything, when things are good, then when start, people start letting their guard down and showing you who they are, then you're like, oh, that's not what I was seeing at this start, mm-hmm. whereas on a friendship level, it's never that, it's that like, I'm just trying to be your friend, and this is who I am, it's not really, like, trying to put your best foot forward. Yeah. Um, so, there's um a book I read, Time ago, and it says here, um, love was essentially a creation in the 12th century, not really, but the celebration of love was so. The celebration of love was um, created in the 12th century, um, but before that, people used to marry for money reasons back in the day, mm-hmm. and this is when the love problem started. Apparently, that was people trying to figure out and analyze the psychology and the problem of love. And that's when love began. Then it changed over in the 12th century when it came to like, oh, we really need to marry for marry for love now because money is not enough. So we need to figure out why we love. And then that's when the problems of love began. Because people before in the 12th century, they were just happy marrying for money and marrying to be looked after. But then when people actually started to try to love people for love, that's when people just, the problem started. So how I, what I take from this now is that what we've been talking about, about the whole money situation, is that people obviously think love is money, but that's how it naturally started off. So whereas now, maybe because it's more out there, it's more on social media, whereas before, like in the 12th century, there probably was only like a a few hundred million people, whatever however many people were there in in the 12th century. So now, people obviously is developed. Now our generation has changed to say, it's it's basically, we're saying it's wrong to love for money, but there's still some people maybe that hold those views because we've seen it all this time where it's like modern day women and some people are very like traditional and there's modern people, traditional people. And I think that's where maybe the gaps are how with the traditional love and modern love. So how mm. do the gap for those people who are traditional lovers and those people who are modern lovers? But how can those two people love each other better? The thing is, though,
1: it was different times, and back then, you we were marrying for money because you probably didn't have much. Most people didn't have much, so they were marrying to make sure that they were stable. You see what I mean? Whereas now, we're in a society where women are independent. Women don't need to um rely on a man for money. Like, she has her own. Which is why, obviously, society and the tables in terms of dating and, you know, relationships and marriage have changed. Because before, it used to be the man that was always the breadwinner. Whereas now, it's the woman. You see what I mean? Or it could be both. You see what I mean? But I do definitely feel like um, in terms of love, I still don't feel like um money or materialistic things should still should come into play regardless of, you know, um the fact that the person may or may not have money.
0: Yeah.
2: So that, I agree. Yeah, you think that's how we build the the gap between tradition not and even
0: not even just that, but Yes, I agree, like, those were different times. Like, we're in a new day. No one ain't living in the 12th century. No one ain't got no ancestors that are still alive that was alive in the 12th century. So there should be no reason why you're still living by those rules. Yes, you're going to have traditions passed down through cultures and through family and stuff. Um, So it's understandable why people have certain views and certain, you know, certain aspects. However, I personally feel like when it comes to love, like, we spoke about it last week, like, you have to be compatible. And if I'm a traditional person, I need to find somebody who's traditional. I can't be looking for somebody who's who's modernized and who wants to modern love. I need to find somebody that's compatible with me. So if I'm looking at it like, okay, well, I want to find a I want to find a husband that is gonna go to work and provide for me, and I don't I'm not gonna work, um, and I'm just gonna stay at home and cook and clean and raise kids. I need to find somebody who's gonna do that. I need to find somebody who's gonna come home every week with coin, and 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 bag and whatever like I need to find somebody like that there's no point me looking for a modernized guy who believes that I should be going to work as well and trying to get him to be what I want to want him to be like you need to find what you're compatible with and the same thing like for me personally I want somebody who um I want to go to work like I want to live my life as well as being somebody's wife I don't want to just be somebody's wife so I need to find somebody who's who's happy with that I can't be be out here trying to find somebody and then they're a traditionalist and they just want me to stay at home because that's not going to work because we're not compatible. So as much as, you know, we're living in a different time, you just need to find somebody that's on your wave and that's on your level.
2: Yeah, I do agree that maybe those, because I think there's always a lot of conflicts between traditional lovers and modern lovers. Um, I think that's, there's always that tension between the two because they're like no you shouldn't be doing that they're like no you shouldn't be doing that you should be doing that so i feel like just find the person that loves who's a modern if you're a modern lover find a modern lover if you're a traditional lover find a traditional lover but yeah um just in, in summary then Sherelle, what would you say then as a as a point on how we can love each other better? Better, just to round it up and everything we've spoken about your personal experiences what you've seen how can people love each other better
1: um I think the first one is don't think that you can um change other person if what they want isn't what you, if you want to that's the first thing I feel like a lot of people go into situations or relationships thinking that you know they can change per- a person and that's never going to happen um, number two, I do feel like you should love yourself before you can commit yourself to anybody else. Otherwise, how can anyone else love you? And um, the final point would be that, um, and I'm going to take this from Will Smith, But <laughs> Will Smith said that, you know, um, you have to find happiness separately. And then once you find happiness in each other, you can find happiness together. Like that person's supposed to add to your happiness. You're not supposed to find happiness mm. in that person. And I completely agree. Because when I've done that, I'm now fine.
0: You
2: <laughs> <laughs> always talk about this, don't you? About having your own happiness and people just coming in to boost you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it should be, it should be an add-on, yeah. not like the be-all and end-all. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, you have to be
2: happy <laughs> yeah yeah melissa i'm assuming you probably agree though with everything
0: she yeah I, I agree with what shara said but also just um to to go back to what i said at the beginning like just being open and honest um and when you do feel like you find yourself falling in love with somebody or you are in love with somebody i feel like just being like communicating and just um like letting your guard down a bit um and sometimes just not being afraid because even though as much as we have been hurt in the past and stuff, every per- everybody you meet is different and it doesn't mean that they're going to treat you the same way. So I feel like although you are naturally going to have your guards up because you don't want to be hurt or because you've been hurt in the past, you do have to let that person l- be a new experience and not pass on your troubles from your past to the new person because then, like they say, like hurt people hurt people. So I feel like you just have to be open and like just let go of your past basically
2: yeah um yeah would. yeah i agree with the both of you just yeah work on yourself understand yourself don't expect people to be perfect because people are not don't expect people to be giving you a type of love or to make you happy um to meet your needs in a certain way or validate your worth any of that um stop trying to change people and accept them for who they are and if you don't like them then just leave <laughs> you don't mm. have to say that you don't know who the person is go stop trying mm. to change them I feel like people are always trying to change people you love someone but then you're like, oh I don't like this stop trying to change people people will change by themselves not when you want them to change yes mm. sometimes in what you're saying like what you believe that oh you maybe you could do this for this relationship but if the person feels like you're having to force them to change, that, that change is not coming from a good place. you They feel yeah. like they have to do it. Um, so authentic. Yeah. And then, like, what all Melissa said, just by being fearless and um, just allowing yourself and being open to love, that allows you to also give love and receive love in a more open place and that allows love to come into your life. And also... Um, taking the time to meet your needs that allows you when you meet your needs that makes it easier for you to be able to move forward um and also meet other people's needs without compromising on yourself and your well-being and what your was best for you um and also I feel like being less judgmental I feel like judgment plays a big part um, just mm. <laughs> like but everybody judges but I feel like if we start being less judgmental and understanding the other person um, and sitting down how they would like to be loved how you can love them and just seeing trying your best to accommodate that but not saying throwing yourself into it but trying to, if you have that conversation and that communication to see where how the person wants to be loved and see if you can do your best to do that but just say this is what I'm doing, this is the best way I know how to love and this is what you just can kind of accept. Um, But this doesn't mean, like, you have to lose yourself in the process of trying to love someone else. But it's just, for me, it's just a way for you to keep yourself grounded. You know what grounds you as a person and you know what keeps you grounded when it comes to love and which allows you then to love better as a person. Um, But I think, for me, it's just not letting your expectations cloud your judgment. Um, or what you expect the person to be doing for you, and how they're doing for you. Well, when they're loving you, but um, I just feel like just allow your expectations to be maybe pushed aside, and just let the person love you the best way they can be. Um, because if you have high expectation, that has negative impact, um, on how the love is and how the love is given and, and received. But I think for me, the main thing just accept people's love as it is not just how you want it to be that's just the main thing for me is just take time Mm -hmm. and i agree with that communicate on what love is for both of you but hey yeah i don't know but then you know hey ho but um you got a quote melissa you got a song cheryl i've got a song song. okay go on
0: quote my song is 50 cent 21 questions I wish you guys had tell me about that
2: with a come head. Oh, sorry, Sherelle. <laughs> so um, now, do you? Know, when I, I'm gonna write like a little draft of like <laughs> a, a like a you know, so it has everything on there. You can come with a song. You can come with a quote. You can come with anything. <laughs> so, um, so you said t- fifty cents, twenty-one what?
0: Twenty-one questions.
2: Twenty-one questions. Okay. Um, I have Tina Turner. Don't hurry, love. That's a <laughs> Don't hurry, love. Tina Turner, I've got three actually. I've got three for today. I had. To, I come prepared. Okay. So and then we've got Gwen Mcgree. All this love I'm giving, and Kes. Hello. So for those people who like a little bit of soca and um, reggae, listen to Kes. Hello. 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 That's a banger. Are you ready? Are you ready for love? Anyway, guys, that song will be dancing i can't lie that "Kiss hello this that's the banger but all the other ones are bangers too but um so yeah don't hurry love just know the love you're giving and just say hello to love so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a song or a quote but i've got a book that i can recommend for women oh that's
1: okay. good um, that's good so, one book that definitely helped me was, um, Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. Yeah, oh. equal, Milk and Honey. I, it's a very good book. It. I've read it like four times and, um, each time I've read it, I've related to different parts of the book. So, um, it's oh, like pages of, um, mini short poems, basically. But, um, it, it relates to women and it's all about, um, like you're hurting when you're hurting and when you're healing um i think one's like the breakup stage and like when you're in love but it definitely helps you become in tune of um yourself as a woman as a person and you start relating to some of these poems and realizing you know that you are some of these and makes
0: you
2: realize that you can
1: actually work on as a person
2: yeah yes Repeat the title again. Milk and Honey by Rupee Core. Rupee. Rupee Core. Okay. Sorry guys. Something just came to my mind just while she was speaking. I'm gonna have to drop it in. Sorry. Um You know when it comes to like giving and receiving love, Sherelle, just before where do you feel like healing um plays a part?
1: Um in terms of when you're in it or when you've come out of it?
2: Maybe a bit or both. Like, just, like, you could be, like, come out of a relationship and just have to, that healing. Because, obviously, do you, you know feel what? like you have to be healed?
1: You know? I do feel like um, healing comes at different points for every person. Because, you know, it, I broke up with my first when I was 21. And I'm now 26. And I would say I probably realised last year that, actually, even though, you know him taking constantly taking because I was the giver, even though him constantly taking and giving anything back um was wrong because obviously in high effect you shouldn't be you shouldn't use anyone however, I realized that my giving was to the extent of because of, because of the fact that i um I didn't want him to go because he was my first And I had to take accountability for that, and realize that you know what, as much as he is wrong, I still had a part to play in that because of the fact that I was constantly giving. Because if I didn't give, he would have nothing to take. You see what I mean? Um, so Mm -hmm. I do feel like healing um comes at different parts in your life, um, but I do feel like you should take that time to grow before you um to heal. Sorry, before you go and place yourself. Into another situation because you'll probably go and end up doing the same thing there because you don't know what you're doing. That's wrong. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people. Do you know what it is? Accountability. That is the word of the day. Accountability. People do <laughs> not take accountability for what they do. They like to, you know, like when they break up with somebody or something mm-hmm. goes wrong, they like to blame the other person instead of actually sitting back and saying, okay. What is it that I did, did I? wrong? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not necessarily saying that the other person is, you know, the person is, um, uh, they're right in what they did, because, it's, like I said, you know, my ex, he shouldn't use me, but I do feel like everybody has some part to play in the situation that happens. Do you know what I mean? So even like, for example, um, we have touched on some, um, a woman that was domestic, um, that was in domestic, a domestically abusive relationship. Um, you do have women that, you know, are in those relationships and they're very timid, but you also have women that give as much as they get. Do you see what I mean? So I do feel like it's, um, it's taking, it definitely comes down to taking accountability for what it is that you did and your role that was played in that relationship, relationship, friendship, whatever part it is. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I really agree with everything you just said. There. I definitely agreed that for love for us to love each other better accountability and responsibility has to is a major thing because like what we said some people are so quick to blame and then they feel like it's somebody else's fault it's Mm -hmm. always but what I do realize a relationship is not with one person it's with two people so there must there's a part that you play whether you like it or not and yeah. it, it literally that's that's the truth about it there's a part that you have played and you might not like to look at yourself and look deep down and be like what part did I play but I feel like those little things just like knowing what part you played and just saying whether it's you saying I let this happen I allowed this mm-hmm. or this person I brought out this side of this person because remember different people bring out different sides of you as well so or you like you you but you also there's a part that you have played in that relationship because a relationship is not one way it's two ways so there's yeah. always a part that you have played regardless whether you like it or not mm-hmm. um but I think that's a very hard thing to come to terms with just taking accountability within that relationship because it's way easier for people to blame other people than it is for them yeah. to take responsibility
1: of
2: course but yeah okay that's a whole nother topic for another time but hey um, <laughs> thank you Guys, yeah, Cheryl is so lovely. She's one of the most lovely people. You literally, she's just, yeah. Um, Aww, yeah, we've, like, thank you for coming through. She will definitely be back again. <laughs> <laughs> <I will. laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Cheryl. We we'll really appreciate you coming through. Thanks, and, um, so, yeah, thank you, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Today's Valentine's for you while you're listening on Valentine's Day. Well, when this episode is dropping, it's Valentine's Day. So it will be the 14th of the 2nd, 2021. So you might be listening on the 20th of June, 2021 or 2023. You don't know. But what I'm saying, this episode was recorded for Valentine's Day. No, <laughs> <So laughs> happy <laughs> Valentine's Day.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. And happy for the Valentine's girls, Day. happy Galentine's Day.
2: Yeah. So enjoy like enjoy today like have a little whatever rose petals chocolate strawberries whatever like dress sexy laundry <laughs> whatever you're doing right and them treat your girl right um and women treat your men right yeah sorry <laughs> 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 you know, but like you know, is like designed for men to treat that women right but it's obviously it's like normally women are like yeah like it's what you know
0: men are demanding gifts they're demanding men are men are yeah like on from social media like men are like why don't men get spoiled and stuff and why is it just for the women but it's just like i feel like women can but it's just technically like it is not technically but it's been portrayed in a way that is for women isn't it like that's how it's been portrayed like even when, even today i went to Tesco's yeah and they've got like an aisle and it's like like bras and knickers like women's pajamas like there's nothing for men so it's like if you go in there what am I doing I have to go and search whereas here like men, it's you can't miss it like you walk in there's flowers here chocolates rose wine pajamas slippers lingerie like it's very hard to miss but it's been, I just think it's just been marketed in a way that is for women yeah but obviously men should get a little <laughs> Something you know what, as well, something.
1: Right? suppose. if I well obviously we already established that i'm a giver So, <laughs> if
2: i did have a boyfriend for valentine's day i would spoil, i would spoil him i would
0: i would as well I would. I would i would get something
2: i've never had a valentine's you know guys ever my whole life oh high five really never have i i've always had a guy on valentine's day
1: but i've, I've never had, had a, a valentine's how does that work doesn't make any sense does it like it really doesn't make no sense i
2: don't get it but that's how it is <laughs> no, me, i remember the only time i've ever had a boyfriend on valentine's is when i was like 18 and that wasn't but obviously i spent valentine's with them but it didn't feel like valentine's um
0: yeah when you're young it's a bit different man, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: but like so us, we have no valentine's Melissa, do you have Valentines? No?
0: Not at the moment. I don't know what's going to happen on the day, though. We've
2: got four sure, more days. No, I haven't got Valentine's. <laughs> a Valentine's. Four more
0: days to secure a Valentine's. Yeah,
2: four more days. There's four more days. I'm ain't
1: securing nothing, but I still,
0: I'm still hopeful for <laughs> <laughs> It will be, it will be Galentine's. It will be for the girls. Galentine's Day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For those who don't have a valentine's let's have a zoom party i'm sorry
1: oh, do you know what this is how sad oh, i am right i don't have a valentine's but i took off
2: monday how sad is that no oh, monday's really <laughs> it's called being hopeful <laughs>
1: oh, right.
0: oh, that's so funny Sure <laughs> don't kill me my girl took off annually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was prepared for man- <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, when did you book that annually? <laughs> It's that is a whole mood. I feel like <laughs> the same thing. Oh, I'm crying.
2: It's <laughs> so funny. I think there's someone
0: there, isn't there, Sherelle? <laughs> there really isn't. That's what makes it work. Oh, that is oh, so funny. God. But to be honest, why not? Like, the thing is, I'm all for, like, treating yourself anyway. Because <clears throat> even, like, when I was in Tesco earlier, I was thinking, because I, like, I buy myself flowers regularly anyway, yeah? yeah? But, like, I was thinking, like, these things are so cute. Like, if I wanted to buy it, I would just buy it. For myself so why not like let's take some time off and chill like especially yeah. during the pandemic why not
2: but yeah, <laughs> thank you guys cheryl thank you thanks cheryl um, it's okay guys yeah. it pleasure <laughs> and we're out um,
0: bye guys don't forget bye. to follow us on socials instagram come your podcast yeah your pod
2: yeah. So before you go, Cheryl, do you want to drop your business? Drop your business, um, IG and your details and let the people know. Let the things through.
0: <laughs> so
1: guys, I am a resin artist. So I make, um, products out of resin. So I make trays, coasters, key rings, pyramid lamps, anything, you name it, basically. Um, currently I'm working on ashtrays, light up ashtrays. So if anyone smokes, what about your girl <laughs> Um, you'll find me on Sherry U Design, so that's S H A R I E and Design on Instagram and along all of my um social media, and that's how you can find me.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh full do
1: of you food. make
0: Do you make trinket dishes? I
1: do indeed. I even make like oh my candy. days. I'm gonna, I'm make, gonna like, need a
0: trinket dish
1: like mini. Huh? Like you know, I don't know if you noticed there Etsy they've got them in candle form, but I do. Make, yes. Um, actual
0: form so mine don't burn if you burn it it's destroyed <laughs> oh um, yeah we're gonna need to speak still <laughs> i'm gonna message you yeah.
2: yeah guys come follow go follow your girl and buy your cel- support your your, your small business out here so
0: black businesses so, yeah. as well sure Shira, sure as yeah. black
2: so yeah <us>. But yeah, uh, go follow her, guys. And yeah, um, she can hear she's lovely. So yeah, um, but yeah, we're out, guys. So thank you for listening and have a good Valentine's. Or have months of love, whenever. Just if you're still love day today, have a good love day. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, there is a stop button.